Blog Talk Radio.
Love is so powerful. It's the it's the most powerful thing ever introduced to man in terms of uh, yeah, just power. Think about it. Love is so powerful that people that think people will give their all. I mean, die for this thing called love, even if they only have it. Even if they think they got it, even if they think it, they're in love with somebody, they'll die for them. They're serving their whole life. It's scary what this thing can do when you even think you got it. It'll empower somebody to to discipline themselves in such a way they can win the Olympics if they love something. It empowers people to die for causes. Even if, if they just think they got this this thing called love, they think they're in love with a particular a particular mission. Or it's amazing, folks. It's amazing this thing called love. So don't take that song lightly. Lightly. Talking about heavy love tonight, but we're gonna talk about white supremacy tonight. We're talking about something just the extreme opposite of heavy love, also. Uh, folks, tonight is. Sunday night show we call the myths of white supremacy are ruling covert religion. One more time. Read that properly. The myths of white supremacy are our world's covert ruling religion. Ain't that scary? Lies. How lies of whites being superior, these unique lies, how whites being the standard, so-called whites, being the standard, are our world's covert ruling religion. You know, covert is something here. It's not just blasted from the all media outlets. But the myths, the lies. We say white supremacy. We mean these lies of whites and whatever they say and whatever they create, whatever institutions they create being the superior institutions and whatever governments they create being the superior governments and whatever money they create sets the standards for all the other for the rest of the world. And whatever they do, they redefine everything. Redefining everything by their standard. Everything, including God, including the Bible, history, re writing history, redefining every single thing in life. We call this white supremacy. I said we call this white supremacy. Good night, good night. So brothers and sisters, Tonight we're going to be dealing with white supremacy. I'm just going to read the shows of scripture so we'll be on the same page. 
I sent this out to many of you. Uh, it goes something like this. The title was, again, The Myths of White Supremacy, or Our World's Covert Ruling Religion. It's a little long, but it says a lot, don't it? On Sunday night, Seth Turner goes into his upcoming book on white supremacy from angles very few have ever heard of, much less thought about. He explains how white supremacy is 100% a religion. Furthermore, he explains how this philosophy of white supremacy isn't solely practiced by so-called whites, but by anyone that listens long enough to believe it. Finally, Seth will speak in this episode about how until the lives of white until the lives of whites being superior. Let me just back up there, y'all. I'm trying to do 15 things this year. I don't have no sound guy tonight. One more time. Finally, Seth will speak in this episode about how until the lives of whites being superior in any way are corrected, victims of these lies will harm people when they speak or act on so-called race matters. That is so true. I gotta read that one more time. That was good, wasn't it? Finally, Seth will speak in this episode about how until the lives of whites being superior in any way are corrected, victims of these lies will harm people when they speak or act on so called race matters. And that's what people are doing all over the world full of these lies, just causing problems and causing pain and causing setbacks. Finally, I said, these are just a few things coming your way in this episode. Folks, you think you understand white supremacy? I'm not trying to judge you. I'm not your God. But I can assure you, when most people say they do, they don't. They think of skinheads, people yelling white power. They think of the KKK. They think of uh, people that want to hang, lynch. Folks, that's people that, those are white supremacists too. They believe what they believe and, and, and they go and act on it. And those are people that act on what they believe in violence, uh, where you can see the violence. But there are others that believe those same lies, some of the same lies, or, new, or even more lies. I, I do mean some people can actually believe more lies but they just don't act on them. For whatever reason, they don't want to get caught by the law, or they just feel like, you know, uh, some of them are Christians, and they feel like, you know, their Christian duty prohibits them to do a, act on a lot of what they feel. This is why a lot of police officers, we're finding out, we're believers, we're Christians. Uh, you know, we find that there's that out later because they, they say it. And uh, a lot of times you'll hear... Uh, people say they're they're good Christians. They're not just Christians. These these are us staying law abiding law abiding citizens that are that are, that, that shot that particular gentleman. And uh, they'll say later these 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 policemen. And I'm just picking on because most of y'all is what y'all think about when y'all think of white people. You think of these extreme cases. But oftentimes these policemen are not bad people. 
Oftentimes they give black people the passes. They speak to black people. They have go out with friends. Some of their friends are black. I kid you not. You need to really just research some of y'all. So tonight, I want to talk about another side of white supremacy. I want to talk about the black side of white supremacy. I want to talk about white supremacy believed by non-white people and also good white people, people that are just Christ-like, believers, church-going folk. I want to talk about white supremacy in them, and I want to talk about white supremacy for sure in non-white people. Because I think until we understand this, we're going to continue to think the radical uh, acts, the extreme acts, is the only white supremacy. That's not true. This country is literally birthed out of white superiority, white supremacy, whites redefining. When whites, when this time you go into a place and you and redefine everything, that's white supremacy. You you're saying your way is more superior. So again, some of y'all always think of these extreme cases, but it's a philosophy. Any philosophy that you have in your head right now that you think so-called white people are superior at, anything you think is superior, even if it's being more evil. <laughs> I said, even if it's being more evil. I said, even if it's being more evil, they're just more evil enough, though. They just, doesn't that mean they have something you don't have? Brothers and sisters, I submit to you tonight, white supremacy it's a philosophy. Hold on, brothers, since I hear I want to make sure y'all hear me okay. All right. So, I think we got this. Making sure my computer, y'all can hear me on this new mic I got. So, brothers and sisters, I think that's a little better. All right. Um... I just want to say to everybody again, thank you for tuning into the Fast Food Song uh, program tonight. Uh, this should be you should be able to hear me a lot better now. I'm Brother Seth, and again tonight we're going to be talking about this from an angle I guarantee you many of you have never heard. Some of you I'm going to do something uh, for. I'm going to go ahead and get you my. Um, I'm going to tell my testimony. I'm going to tell how the Father really, really showed me and proved to me that I was practicing white supremacy. And, I mean, this was in when I was most devout. Uh, it's probably why he showed me, because I was devout. I was seeking him. I, I, I still do. But, I mean, this is one of my uh, stronger points of my walk with the Father. And uh, he showed me that I was practicing white supremacy. And I think he'll show it to you, too, because you love the Father, right? Uh, and, if you, you know, whether or not you're knocking down the church doors every Sunday, Wednesday night, uh, you 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 want a fresh, you want a whole mind. Don't you want to be whole? Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. I believe you do. So, uh, folks, the Father wants us free. The Father wants us free. He do not want us practicing idolatry. And that's all it is. It's, it's a standard that he didn't put in the earth. It's a standard that is not biblical. I say it's a standard that isn't biblical. 
why would the Father want us practicing something that is totally against his word? So tonight I come to you humbly as I know how, brothers and sisters. I come to you as a servant, uh, your servant, most, first and foremost, the most high servant. I come to you. All right, I don't come as a know-it-all. I just come with a few things that I've learned that have made me free made me free, I said, in some areas. I don't think when you're born in America, raised in America, and every day you're living in America, can you say you're totally free from white supremacy because just as sure as I learned something great that so-called African Americans are doing or so-called black people are doing to to thwart or to to, uh, dilute this white supremacy, I'll get fresh new messages in my subconscious before me all the four seven how whites are superior this that and the other or how america because when they say america really was hit with the face behind america is whites you know so i'm not just coming against white supremacy i'm coming against tonight american supremacy and anything that white males are over colleges i'm coming against harvard being superior i'm coming against anything that so-called white males touch that many of you say um, they're superior because of that. All right? I'm going to say it again. Tonight's program, Brother Seth, with the help of the Most High, and he has to help me because I'm a nobody. I know nothing, nothing unless he helped me. Okay? I know what I've been delivered from, but I don't know how to say it and talk to you in a way that it'll deliver you. So, yes, I will need his help tonight, and please be prayerful about that. I'm very serious. Y'all, this is so serious. I want to have a good time. I want to maybe even laugh tonight. I want to kind of loosen up and, and just be your brother, having a conversation on your patio over some, I don't know, tacos or something or whatever you eat. I just want to chill out with you and just really get you to think about something that I think is a threat to your family, to you, first of all, to you, to your family, to your walk with the Father, to your relation in your in relating with to your husband or your wife or this is if you're going to be talking, if you're going to be communicating with people, human beings, white supremacy is a threat to that. You say, brother, said, now you're kind of stretching it. Trust me, I didn't tell the whole story. So stay with me. I'm going to show you how there's something you participate in every day that is killing you. Something you're participating in every day that is killing you. Is strong. Don't you think you kind of exaggerate? You're trying to hype up this show or hype up this little book you're doing? No, 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 no. No. It don't need no hype. Just give me about five minutes and you'll see what I mean. It don't need no hype. I'm not telling the whole story. This is pure evil. This is the evil that topple all governments in our world today. This is the evil, so evil, that you don't even 
have to send so-called whites in power, because that's mainly what I'm talking about, not the little white guy that lives next door to you. You don't have to send these people in power to overthrow any government, to brainwash any nation, to brainwash any youth of any country. All you need is ears and eyes. You can be deaf and still learn white supremacy. Or you can be blind and still learn white supremacy. All you need to do is to be able to have someone to communicate with you that is full of it. And you you will begin to hate your own country. You will begin to question your own country. You will begin to hate your own skin. You will begin to relook at how you look at your own skin if you're a so-called dark-skinned person. Or if you're a white, so-called white, because we don't believe in a race based strictly on a color. I'm only using white and black a lot, a lot tonight uh, so you understand who I'm talking about. Otherwise, it will be very confusing. But I do not respect, no more than the father respect, or adhere to whites being a people solely based on the color because there's white people all over the planet that's in dark-skinned countries that's been there all their life, never seen Europe, don't even speak English, some of them, and they could go to Europe and pass. We call them albinos, but a lot of them could go and pass. I'm not talking about albinos necessarily that can't look at the sun and all that. There's some people that can literally go to Europe from India and pass, from Pakistan and pass as whites. From even even places like Ethiopia, there are certain black people when they lose pigmentation could actually go. So where do white people come from? This is why I don't like the terms white and black. All right, and well, black is just as weak as a term for white. There's no such thing as a people based upon a skin hue. That is crazy. But brothers and sisters, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I'll get it back here as I talk about this because. Uh, a lot of things I'm going to try to repeat tonight because I know some of y'all thinking I'm cuckoo. So I want to I want to just again have this fireside chat and uh, just to show an evil. Uh, I was I think I was going in that road. Uh, an evil, a threat, something that's going to threaten your way of life. Something that's threatening how you. Re- Let me explain, brothers and sisters, something. And then I'm going to back up and start this show more officially, okay, because we've got some things to talk about uh, before we normally start any show. But let me just say just really briefly how or why this program is probably the most important program you'll ever hear. I'm going to say this year. I'm not going to say all your life. I'm just going to say this year. Let me tell you why. If I can show you tonight that you are practicing, you, listener, you listen to me right now. If I can tell you something you're doing and saying every day that is destroying your husband, would you be interested in it? I mean, whether he know you're doing it or not, he may not even know you're doing it. But if I can show you something and you can literally see the poison in your mouth, not physically see the things you're saying that will be definitely destructive. You can you, you say, yeah, that's something I do. I never thought about it. And you go to your husband and you share with him and he see it. And he say, you know what? I, I always felt 
bad when you said that, but I never thought of it like white supremacy. But yeah, I guess if I'm if I'm able to show you something you're doing to your wife, that's destructive. Every day, every day, all day, or something you do to your children, every day, all day, or something your pastor's doing to you, every day, all day, every day, every time you uh, with this pastor. The way he talked to you, the way he handled you. If I'm able to show how you look at the world, you never thought of it. I never thought about looking at the world that way. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. You say, wow, Seth, I never never noticed that. I cannot tell you how many times I've shared these things I'm going to be sharing tonight, and people say, I have never thought of it like that. Brothers and sisters, I'm not playing with your time tonight. I'm not on no ego trip. I'm not just talking to be talking. I'm not just blogging to be blogging. This is something major, major, major. The Father revealed to me. It set me free. It kind of broke my heart. I was a little sad. Some sometimes it was actually embarrassing. I couldn't believe that I had was believing something so so off. Uh, but brothers and sisters, it's real. It, it's real. So. Uh, I just want to just tell everybody again, be in prayer tonight that your brother can really bring this home like he needs because it's serious. It's serious. It's so serious, okay? So um, I was just checking my speakers here to make sure I can be heard. Um, anyway, so let me start back, start over like I normally do to do this show, right? Um, I want to, again, thank everybody for coming to the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, the founder of the Five Stone Network. To, to Sundays is when I kind of go solo, and I like to just share uh, whatever's on my heart and uh, kind of get get more time uh, because, you know, I'm long-winded. A lot of times on my shows, Mondays and Thursdays, I'm sharing the mic with other people, and I can't get out what I feel like the Father's put in my heart. And, I, you know, it's just not the forum for it. So I decided to do this Sunday show that will be just pretty much me just sharing some things that's on my heart. So tonight... Again, we're going to be talking about the upcoming book uh, that I'm writing called The Myths of White Supremacy Are Our World's Covert Ruling Religion. It is a religion, folks. And so I'm talking about that book tonight. And uh, I'm not trying to promote it, make money or nothing. Y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all don't know me. I shouldn't even have to address that. I don't even, anyway, that's not what it's about. It's about a threat. It's about something that's hindering our relationship with the Father is about something that's causing us to live under a spell, and that's the best way to describe white supremacy, brothers. It's like a spell. It really is like it is a spell. It is showing up a spell, and I don't think we live really until we either get away from. Get, we have to, brother Kenwin, uh, who won't be on tonight. I don't think, unless he's going to be late. We'll see. But it's almost like the sum I said to him. Um, kind of like something I said to him. I'll say it like that. But folks, I don't know if many of you seen the Truman Show with Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey's a very funny guy, but he played it in a very serious movie. And it's kind of like that movie. There was a movie. If you don't know what the Truman Show is, it's a movie, uh, and it was a show. The whole movie was talking about a child. It's like Hollywood went and found a child, real Hollywood in real life, 
the movies, the directors and all that, they did this show. Okay? It's, this is a movie, but in the movie, Hollywood, in the movie, Hollywood creates a show called The Truman Show. And what they did is they wanted to raise a baby in the camera. They wanted to literally raise a child and record and film every aspect of the child. In other words, when the child was born, they wanted cameras on this baby every second of his life until he died. And they call it, the baby name was such and such Truman, I forget the first name. But the baby was Jim Carrey. And it it showed his whole life. And Jim did not know that he was on camera all his life. He didn't know that when he went into a store, it was a real, real live store, but everybody in the store was told, here comes Jim, and we're filming. So everybody knew they was filming this child called Truman, but the baby, but the person. Even his wife knew that she was picked to be his wife, and she was recorded all the time. So he, it was cameras all over there. There was thousands of cameras falling everywhere. And at the one, some people made some mistakes. They opened the elevator too fast, and he saw these cameras, and, and it was the way they responded that made him wonder that was weird. And his wife got mad with him one time, and, and she was saying, I can't work like this. And she, he was like, what do you mean you can't work like this? She was talking to the, the directors of the movie that something they was having to do in the movie with Jim, she didn't like it, with Jim Carrey, which is the, the Truman. Uh, she, she was saying, I can't, this is not professional. And he was looking at, his wife, he was looking at his wife saying, what do you mean this is not professional? She couldn't tell Jim Carrey, they're using you. I'm not really a real wife to you. I'm a real wife to you, but we have been watched. So she just said, ultimately she can just complain because she's on the set all the time. And for a while she could leave. They created this whole big old set, multi-million dollar set. It was like a neighborhood. And all Jim Carrey did was went, went in and out of that neighborhood. He never left the neighborhood. Even when he traveled somewhere, he thought he was going somewhere far, he still was in that same neighborhood. They just messed with his head. That movie is kind of what a lot of us are in. That's the way I look at white supremacy. When I saw that movie, I was like, wow. That's exactly what we're doing. In America, they've taken all reality away. All Satrach's imagination. No, really, brothers and sisters. We don't see the world the way it's supposed to see. We see the way the world, the, the world through the eyes of these people. We don't see Christ the way we're supposed to see him. We see him through the eyes of these people. We don't see money the way it's supposed to be seen. We see money as the way we're educated in America. We don't see black people the way we see the way the fathers see black people. We see black people the way they're sought, seen in America. Foreigners don't see us the way we're supposed to be truly seen. They see us the way they're supposed to be seen through the interpretation of white males in power. 
We'll even enjoy a career working at certain places the way we really should enjoy it. We enjoy working. We understand working. We define working based upon white males. This entire society has been constructed by the fears of white males or by the by just the excuse me, I got a cough here. Just give me one second, everybody. I've been coughing a lot lately. Give me a second. So, what we're saying, brothers and sisters, okay, make sure I'm getting heard right quick. Y'all bear with me. Turn this mic up. All right. What we're seeing when we're thinking we're living, we're just simply living through the eyeglasses, through the lens of white males, white people, white supremacy. This is what I'm calling white supremacy. It truly is a religion. But I want to back up just a little bit and just, again, I can't, you see what I'm saying? I can't just not get into this. It's going to be serious tonight, folks. It's going to be serious tonight. You with me. You one-on-one with me. No interruptions. Uh, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, Sister Eliana may join us. Okay, hold on. Brother Kenwood did did decide. I did just realize I, I, I didn't see his number to just now. Please forgive me. I definitely wanted Sister Eliana to come, but I thought it was just going to be me, so that's good. I prefer them because they help me say things that I didn't think of. And So before I bring up Brother Kenwood, and hopefully Sister Eliana will join us also. Uh, so glad because I'm telling you, they, I could bounce stuff off. But I thought for a minute I was by myself and I was just gearing up for it. But uh, before I bring on Brother Kenwin, I want to first of all remind everybody to follow us and also share this program with friends. After, after you are so going to be so blessed tonight to see some demons in your life uh, that you possibly have been uh, speaking, um, how can I say it, After, hopefully by the tonight show, brothers and sisters, you're going to be able to see some things you've been thinking, things you've been um, acting upon and beliefs you've been believing that are pure evil, pure evil. You've been thinking things that have been pure evil. Put you on no guilt trip. I'm not trying to mess up your day. I'm not trying to in any way belittle anybody. But I promise you, after tonight, brothers and sisters, with the help of the Father, the Father's going to do to you what he did to me. He showed me my life was full of white supremacy. I was a black man. I've always dated black girls. I've always been around black people. I've always chose to live around black neighborhoods. I've always had so-called black pride. I I was a minister of the gospel. I was I was saved. I knew scripture. I prayed for people. Some of them was healed instantly. Others were healed later on. Some of them didn't get healed at all. But but I can tell you this: I've seen lots of miracles by the hands, my own hands, the Father using me. And like I say, a lot of them were instantly. If I have friends on the line tonight that's been knowing me for many years, they'll say, he's right. Seth is right. I've seen it. At this moment 
in my life is when the Father showed me when I was used mightily in things like uh, discerning a spirit and a word of knowledge here and there and, and casting out spirits. This is when the Father showed me that I was practicing white supremacy. Y'all don't hear me. The Father showed me at that time in my life I was practicing white supremacy. So if this show blesses you like I think it's going to, share it. Cut and paste the address and share it with your friends. Send me an email if it really touches you and you see some things, maybe you have some questions. You really is going to have some, you really is going to have some questions up for real after this show. Send me an email and let me know if you have any questions for me or Sister Eliana, Brother Kenwin, at Seth, like my name, S is in Sam, E T H dot M is in Mary dot Turner, like Ted Turner, Tina Turner. Seth dot M dot Turner at Gmail. Let me know if this broadcast is a blessing to you. If you listened to the show tonight and you didn't call the phone number, you clicked on the link. Call us if you have any questions tonight or if you want to get in this conversation. 914 205 5590 914-205-5590. Before I bring on Brother Kenwin, I just want to go over the purpose of the show a little bit more, and then I'm going to bring him on. Folks, some people say, Brother said there's so much to talk about in the kingdom, in the, in the Word, in the Bible. Why are you talking about this? Number one, the Bible talks about in Second Timothy, I believe, 3.16, how the Word is given to us for many reasons. And one of the reasons is for correction, for correction, for rebuke. Because you can't have a, 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 a python in your life and expect your life to be normal and or, or at some point your life uh, to be hindered or harmed or even taken if you got a living python in your house. You have to expose the python. You have to get rid of it. The Bible talks a lot, a lot, a lot about sin and getting rid of the sin and getting rid of the sin in order for you to grow properly. We can't be liars and lie all the time and expect to grow properly. We can't be murderers. You're literally murdering people. That's what you do. You murder people. Every three months you take somebody's life and think your life is just going to be normal. You can't be any type of sin. Just name it. It could be jealousy. It could be some of these sins that some of these old old people have in churches that nope, that you can't see, you know. Them saints with the word of white stockings. Some of those, some, the jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Some of those people hold so much bitterness. It would scare you how much bitterness and unforgiveness eating at them and causing a lot of people uh, different health issues. Well, white supremacy, I promise you, is one of the nastiest cancers humanity ever got a hold of. It's philosophies, it's beliefs that whites are better at this or whites are better at that or blacks are not as good. The flip side of it is some of you never say whites are superior. You never say, never come out of your mouth. 
You may act out it out, but you never say it. But you do practice. You do say out of your mouth how blacks are inferior in this, that, or the other. You say it. Yes, you do. You act it out. Got little cliches, little things you say all day long. So tonight, with the help of the Father, I'm going to show this germ, this demon, this demonic activity that we all participate in every day on how it's destroying you, your relationship with the Father. Yes, it is destroying your relationship with the Father. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Some of y'all can't trust the Father because you got the white man and Superman, even if you talk about how evil he is. If you give that man too much power, even in him being evil, that's white supremacy. Tell y'all, it's not going to be like you think. White power, white power. No, no, that's not what we're talking about tonight. I said tonight, good people, not that I want to make good people bad people. Please believe that. Not on that trip. If you're free, you're free. He, he whom the sun set free is free indeed. There's nothing I can do about that. If you're free, you're free. Thank God for your freedom. I don't think most people are free of this. Most people. If you go to a mall and there's 300 people, I think 250 of them are operating white supremacy. They're in and out of it. The way they look at people, they look at things. I'm talking about nice people. They ain't going to act on none of this other than, you know, I mean, we all act on I take that back. But they're not going to do nothing extreme like shoot up a ball or something. But they may, you know, you're going to feel it, though, because it's not right. You're not going to feel right when they deal with you, black man, black woman, because they don't look at you right. They're not going to handle you right. They could be smiling, and they could be oblivious to what they're doing. Does it still hurt? Yes. They realize they didn't even look at you in the eye when they, you know, you know well, I don't care about that, man. I don't care about that. Yeah, but if you get 19 people or, let's say, in the course of a day, 100 people, you know, doing little things like not recognizing you or, you know, little little, little stuff, those little foxes I call the small divine, if you get enough of that, it can weigh on you your subconscious, your self-esteem. It's something when people smile at you and notice you. There's some value in that. After you go through that all day long, you feel better about yourself than the opposite of that. Some of this is small, some of this is bigger things, and then you got the extreme fools. So, again, the purpose of this show is to show a threat to your house, to your relationship with the Father, Really, a threat to your family, how you relate to your children, because when the subject of race come up, you're not going to treat your people, you're not going to talk about those people across the street the proper way, those dark-skinned people across the street. Now, watch this. And again, I'm coming to you, Brother Kenwin. And y'all say, well, what if I don't, what if I don't, it can be with the way black deal with black. The way black people deal with black people, no. Let me open this phone line. I want to get Brother Kenwin on. I would love to know his feedback on this. Okay, Brother Kenwin, your line is open, brother. Welcome back to co-hosting here on the Five Stone Network. I thank you for accepting that. I don't take it lightly, your time, brother. Welcome back. Say hello to the people. 
Hey, hey, everybody. Good to be in, man. I'm rested up. I'm ready, ready, ready to engage with you, brother. Uh, yeah, well, you're hitting on some some heavy stuff, and I'm happy to be here. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad you can, can kind of uh, let me know how I sound. I sound good so far, volume-wise. So far, so good. <laughs> okay, well, it's good to have you back, man. I, I really appreciate you, uh, Brother Kenwood Drive Trucks. And we appreciate his work up and down those highways. He's he is one of those that also believe with the Israelites of the Bible. Uh, but uh, and so I just welcome him to, to uh, back to the Five Stone Network and co-hosting with us tonight. Sister Eliana may join us. We'll see. But Brother Kimmel, what I was talking about is just the purpose again of this broadcast. Some people are wanting to know why do I talk about this so much, and they think I'm just whining. Some people think it's a time to bash white people. It is so not. Because I said, I've already said, white supremacy is a philosophy. I don't know why people want to make white supremacy exclusively to whites. It never was. Let me say it like this. If it was just white people that believed it, and nobody else believed it, they wouldn't be ruling the world. They wouldn't have no power. As a matter of fact, I don't know that America would even be around. Because I don't know if other people would buy into even investing in those white explorers. Or I don't even know if there would be America. You have to have dark-skinned people. People say, well, no, they forced this. They forced that. Brothers and sisters, I'm so glad. Thank you, Father, for putting it in my heart. I'm so glad I thought of this. Everything the white power structure have has not been by force. Some things, I'm going to say most things, this white supremacist system has, has been willingly given by other people. We think whites have taken so much of blacks. They have. They have. But a lot of stuff we just give them. We're $1.2 trillion in Biden power right now. <clears throat> Do you know we willingly go out and spend that at white establishments? And it's because we don't believe in ourselves enough to support our own. That negative belief we have in our own has its roots in white primacy, white saying bad things about bad businesses or having black people think so low of themselves they never venture out to have their own business, but just, just thinking so little of themselves and, and, and fearing failure and the mindset of so-called black people in general, born, birthed in this, this colonial, this, this American system, it's going to always go back to white supremacy. We have to believe they're superior. We have to believe Gucci is better. We have to believe it's better to wear their stuff. We have to believe it's better to live on their side of town. We have to 
believe it's better to live like them. Even the thugs emulate the gangsters of old. Whites. Street think they're so hard. They're so black and so tough. And yeah, nigga. All that shit is burnt. They're still mimicking white. The white males. What they want to do is smoke cigars at certain times. And they, when they all get money, I always want to try to go golfing. I don't care who it is. Just name the rapper. Watch what they're trying to be. Who? They're not trying to be like somebody in Africa when they're trying to be hardcore. Look at what they do. Look real close at street culture. It ain't black at all. No, I disagree with you there, player. No, you know, nigga doing that. We doing our own thing out here. Watch him real close. You will be amazed. What they want to drive. Where they want to go with the money. Where they want to Vegas. Where you get that from? Where you get Vegas from? Who told you about Vegas? Why you want to wear those clothes? Black women want emulated white women. They emulate them. The only way they won't emulate even more because we'll make fun of them. But they're getting blonde hair. They're getting red hair. They're getting all, getting all these color eyes. How many times you see whites get brown eyes? I'm trying to share with people that nothing we do, nothing, nothing we do, we do it on our own. Nothing. No, brother, said, let me help you out, bro. You cannot... Cr- Listen, if you was watching Africans that was birthed in a place where they see nothing but black people, bill, 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 create, you got to go in the middle like Africa where they just, they don't have no white people. I, I mean no white influence. They, I'm not talking about somebody building buildings trying to be like New York. Good luck with that even. But I'm talking about Africans doing something on their own, by their own, their own concept. Their, their building is going to look different if that's the case. Their plumbing is going to be different if that's the case. The way they do their air condition, air condition, that right there is a, a modern thing. But, you know, that that is. That's white. So they have to do air condition. Uh, cooling down their environment is completely different. You have to get somebody born out of that. If they influence your culture, your street culture, then that is not white. That's not white supremacy. But if everything you do, everything you do, how you think, how you how you arrange your thoughts in your head, is birthed in a system by your oppressors, folks, you're practicing white supremacy. Let me hit it a little hard, and I'm gonna come to Brother Kenwin and give us feedback. Let's break down black culture. Those folks up there think they really hardcore. They got their own language. You know, breaking English isn't. It's just an education thing. It's black folk that didn't learn white, they're really trying to speak white English. English 
is white. We're not speaking no black language, we're speaking no white language to start with. And when we don't speak it right, that's when you get a lot of this broken English. We don't make up too much. We may make up a little a little saying, you know, that's that, it's that. We may make up a little something like that. That's totally black. But you got to look at what, what you call it that. It, it's all got its core in European philosophy. What we're trying to be dabbed at, going to the mall, you know, I wish I can, wish the Father really give this to me. I'm going to keep hitting at it, though, because I promise y'all, when I get done, if you subtract white supremacy from black culture, you don't have nothing. Black people think, because they sent it to me, I hate these crackers. I hate these crackers. They're saying something bad about white people. They really think they're far from worshiping white people. If you look real, real close at them, that's exactly what they're doing. How is it you out there hollering you hate white people, and as soon as you get some money, first thing you want to do is get a white girl? And you treat that white girl better than those black girls. How is it, guys, that hardcore black, gold teeth in their mouth, shoot people, they come up on some money, they move out of the neighborhood. They wind up with a white girl. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's just not say a white girl. How is it that black, black, black people in, in, in the hood will come up on some money, or if they ever do better in life, they feel like they do better when they get a light-skinned girl. Light-skinned is... The next best thing to white, the only reason why we, well, a lot of guys using light skin because they can't get a white girl. When the, when their money is right, most of them, and if they don't marry her, they at least get a white girl, be with white girls. Our, our people is trying to be white or be with white or act like white, even when they say they hate white. Brother Kenwood, am I making any sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You making you making a lot of sense, but uh, I mean, this is not my area, man. Um, you you you're, you're what you're saying is psychology is is, is what I can come up with. It is like uh, I know it kind of started in the Greek uh, time period, and it seemed like they took it to another level. Because they spread psychology to the black folks, and it's like a room with a high ceiling, and uh, you, you kind of speak about no matter how much we talk to bad about the white man, we we can't like separate ourselves from him, and uh, we reach the ceiling of it, but yet we can't seem to break free. It's kind of like what I'm getting from you. Um, everything about us is, uh, you know, you even spoke on the broken English. Uh, we're trying to create stuff, but it's its origin. Origin is white supremacy. I see what you're saying. We're, like, building right. on top of it. Even right. when we, uh, uh-huh. Go ahead. No, you can finish that thought, please. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, even when we try to create something on our own, its origin is in white supremacy. It's like there's no escape from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can how I'm gonna use Al Sharpton. I don't normally quote Al Sharpton. I don't know, and that's another thing. Why won't I say the word Al Sharpton? People get something negative. That's white supremacy right there. We've been brainwashed by the media, white males, to not like Al Sharpton. Before I even say anything, that was white supremacy. Most of y'all are guilty of. Well, I don't like him because he always got that perm. And I, so what the man want to wear his hair in the perm? Why don't you like him? Well, I just don't like him. He's just, he, he is always everywhere. He's everywhere because there's a lot going on. People call and say, hell, after I got racism going on here. Most black people don't like him. You know why? The media don't like him. Isn't it funny? Whoever white males don't like, we don't like. Media want to blackmail Bill Cosby, and they we loved him at first because they loved him at first. When he tried to buy a, 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 his own radio sta- his own television station, that was the first sign of he wanted to, he want to be, he don't like our station. Why he want this sort of station? Well, Bill, that's when your problems started. All right, after that, start going downhill for Bill Cosby. You know, trying to buy his own station. Why he want to break away from us? Oprah went for the same way, too. Oprah just done kissed so much white butt, so they ain't really messing with her. Plus, you're female. They always have to do with female, but they would hurt in Cosby. But my point is, Whatever they don't like, we don't like. But back to Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton said something that was profound. I don't know where he gets this from. Maybe he invented it himself. But he says, can we ever be free as long as we listen to the media? He actually said like this, how can we listen, how can we ever be free, listen to those that oppress us, talking about the media. My point is, if the media decide they don't like Brother Kenwin, they're only going to tell you the bad things about Brother Kenwin. How can you ever, ever love this man after that? It's impossible. You will never know Ken Will Casaberry if the media says we don't like him. That's it. You're going to live and you're going to die and you're going to see Ken Will Casaberry just a truck driver or something. Which a truck driver is a great profession, but there's more to him than that. You're not going to know about his kids, wife, family. What he did for his kids, what he did for his wife, what he did for his family, what he did for strength, what he did for that, this, that. You're not going to know nothing. They're going to probably say he was a sloppy truck driver. He wasn't professional on the roads. and He didn't, know, he didn't have a knowledge of truck driving. They're going to say something. He couldn't back up good. He didn't know proper signals or hot. Something. So guess what? That's kind of where we are. We like the Truman Show that, that I talked about earlier. What they tell us, that's all we'll know. Well, I'm gonna break away. That you—that's—you you got me wrong, brother. Because I research. I do that. Who and where 
where do you go to research at? Well, I'll Google it, really. So when you Google something, you think you're breaking outside of the white supremacy. You could. There is a way. But where do you go? Well, I just Google. I just I just type in black black uh, blacks before this, and I just I see the article. Who wrote the article? You literally have to network with Africans. They call them uh, uh, what's the word? Grassroots people, rebels, people like Farrakhan, but in another country. Their Farrakhan in Gad, Chad. Their Farrakhan in Nigeria. Their Farrakhan in Zimbabwe. Their Farrakhan in Zambia. You got to go talk to people who their media don't even like. You got to talk to people who their media don't even want to talk to to get the truth on what's happening in Zambia. You got to ask people in Zambia how y'all look at Biden. They might say, I don't like him. We like Trump. Why you say that? They're going to have an angle you ain't going to have. They're going to see the racism in Trump, but they're going to see something else. It is hard to break out of this maze of white supremacy unless you really study. Now, I'll tell you, there is some exceptions to the rule. Now, when I say this, everybody's going to say, oh, that's me. That's me. Oh, 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 that's me, brother. Those that are led by the Holy Spirit breaks out of it. I'm serious. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit from the Most High Yah. Hallelujah. And that spirit is an enemy of white supremacy. That's how I broke out of it. Father. I'm seeking the Father. He showed me something by the Holy Spirit. But now, if you if you so much in white supremacy, some of y'all, when, you, when the Holy Spirit is trying to get you out of white supremacy, Brother Kenwin, they're going to think that's the devil because it's talking about black and white. So some of these believers... Uh, that are really trying, when you start bringing up black and white, Brother King, when they say, well, I want to talk about this black and white, brother, I had a lady, I went to a convention, a uh, family reunion the other day, and a white gentleman was there, and uh, Brother Kim, you're going to like this. I think I told you, maybe, maybe, we'll see. But we was at a family reunion, and somebody asked me, I started talking about how to do blogs, and they was asking me what kind of blogs you do, and I was talking, and this white gentleman who's married to one of my black cousins, he was on like the, it was only about five whites at this family reunion of mine. Five cousins of mine married whites. We're talking about a big reunion, though. Anyway, this white guy said to me, "What's the most radical thing you talk about?" And I don't know why he would ask that. I said, "It's funny you ask that." He saw the way I laughed. I said, "I don't know why he would ask that. It's really hard to." And he knew what I meant, but I did. Hold on. I don't want to forget my train of thought. I brought that up to say I, there was this 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 aunt because that got me sidetracked. Oh, I know how. Here we go. So the aunt, the, the guy asked me that. He brought it up. He said, and I told him I deal with whites and racism. And when I saw doing this, this aunt grabbed my hand. This is exactly what she said to me. I started talking about blacks and whites, and, and this little niece, uh, this little cousin of mine, said, "Are you a black Hebrew?" I kid. She said, "Are you?" A, she said, "You're Hebrew Israelite." She said that out of clear, but all I was talking about was just racism. What made that girl say that? 
how you go from racism to say, are you a, a black Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite? So when I start talking <laughs> about that, this black woman that was one of the oldest people at the, at the she probably was the oldest one at the, at the reunion, grabbed my hand, no offense if you're listening, relatives, shout out to the uh, uh, Booker Kennedy relatives out there in 13 states. But she held my hand and said, when you find God and he deliver you, <laughs> number one, you're judging me that I don't know God, and number two, you're judging me that I'm in bondage. I'm answering the girl's question about being a Hebrew Israelite. And then her mother, quickly, Brother Ken, when the first thing her mother said, when I said, yes, I am, she said, oh, wow. She said, you know, they preach so much hate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was just talking to Brother Keith. If you listen, Brother Keith, shout out to you. I just was talking to this guy before the show, and he was talking about there's these Hebrew Israelites in Texas now that's forming in front of these churches, and they're causing a little bit of stir. And he was getting ready to ask me what I thought of it. I, I didn't know if Keith was going to be against them or not, so I just said, Keith, I seen some of them do that, and they're very successful. And some of them do that, and they they were not successful. They were not wise how they did it. I said, they're young people. They're not the voice for Hebrew Israelites. And these are talking about a lot of them don't believe in Jesus. I said, again, they're not the voice for Hebrew Israelites. So this woman had got a hold of them bad ones. Like I told y'all, the media, the white male media, has defined who the Hebrew Israelites are. And it's these young folks that don't even understand scripture out there preaching hate, taking this movement backwards to where nobody want to be associated. They ain't can't get nobody to believe you. So when you go to churches, blocking the churches and stuff, they they almost want to call the cops on you. Because they don't see how you act on YouTube like a fool. You shouldn't have been acting like a fool on YouTube. Had you been showing love when you come to the church, the church may be more open. You may even have to block the church because they probably already have you inside. This is why I despise the Hebrew Israelites. Can't stand them as far as this 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 this, this certain mindset about them. They're they're hindering, thinking these old people, the old folk don't know what's up. We about to, but you can't. We Israelites too. Why you playing? Why you playing? We Israelites. Now, I acknowledge being an Israelite, but I mean, those black folks that don't say, I'm an Israelite, but they just say, I'm a Christian, they still Israelites. You have to be careful dealing with God's people. They act like fools. They're messing up everything. They're setting this back to where we may have to wait another 30 years till they die or something, because they're messing it up. The whole church... Once our people accept it, it's going to push us forward. It's going to help us. Anyway, that old lady judged me, and I had to check her, but I did it so sweet. I say, ma'am, listen, I am born again. I do believe we are the Israelites. I don't have hate in my heart towards white people. I hate what they do. I say I don't ever even acknowledge so-called white people as white. I know I just say white people to you, but I really don't think there are people or groupings based on their color. They're Africans. They come from all parts of Africa. 
white guy right there at the table. I say before 1681, it hadn't even picked up traction. Nobody used the term white and black. That stuff is old, brand new, excuse me. It's new. I say as far as Christ, I believe in Christ. I have the Holy Ghost. I know about the gifts of the Spirit. The Father have used me to operate in some of them. I say, you see how many people in this room right now? She said, yes. I say, I would be lying through my teeth if I said, I have not prayed for people, and more people than in this room have been healed. More people have in this, I have prayed for more people that have been healed than in this room right now. I have reached, I don't know how many I have reached with my blogs for salvation. I know one year I personally, one-on-one led over 70 people to Christ. I'm not saying I'm some perfect Christian. I got all kind of crazy stuff I do. I ain't got no business sometimes. In my weak moments I'm talking about. I try to live right, though. People that know me think I live super, but I, my wife know better. I got issues. That woman looked like she was so apologetic. But that's what the Hebrew Israelites have done. I was trying to make a bigger point, but just those Israelites just threw me all whack. Brother Ken, would comment anything that you've said, and I'm going to try to gather my thoughts here. Yeah, the misunderstanding of the Hebrew Israelite movement. Um, it's a big, it's out of love is why, why they do it. <laughs> it's a fundamental uh, understanding of the greatest book that we got. With all the wisdom in this book, um, the Bible. Uh, it's words of God, man. And it's dealing with our soul. Hold on, hold on, hold on I got to say this. Folks, I'm sorry. I just realized I didn't open up the chat room. Lord have mercy. I, I don't think I've forgot that in a long time. So if you want to chat, you can go ahead and open in and chat now. I'll be looking for questions or comments there. Please forgive me. I'm on by myself. Whenever I do the shows by myself, look for me to forget one or two things because normally I have John helping me and other people. Go ahead, Brother Kenwin. And I want to get back to the white supremacy as well, how it ties in, but I did just talk about the Hebrew, so go ahead and finish up that comment that we want to get back. All right, man. Uh, well, yeah, it's out of love, man. We, we are, Those brothers uh, sincerely believe that they're trying to save uh, our people, uh, trying to get peel them away from, well, what you're talking about, white supremacy. Uh, they look at modern Christianity today as white supremacy. Um, and they think the whole reason why uh, a lot of black people uh, unconsciously worshiping white people uh, comes from Christianity church that was drilled in us during slavery. And uh, they may not understand think think so, but Hebrew Israelites, uh, a lot of these different camps, they do believe that these people are suffering. They need our help, but they don't even know. They, they, it's like sleepwalking. And they, they're trying well, to wake uh, their brothers and sisters up. And, I, and brothers and sisters, again, thank you, Brother Kenwood, for that. And Brother Kenwood classifies himself as a Hebrew Israelite, and he may not know this, one of the reasons I have him as a co-host is he is not going to look and see things the way we see. 
I know that. He may not ever knew that just now. But I knew Brother Ken would, would be uh, a little different with the law. I told you I researched folks before I bring him on. And uh, he have, but I knew that folks was going to hear the real deal in his heart as far as how he loved people, how he's cordial, how he's learned, he knows some things. And yet this is one of those people that probably, if he was in town, would have probably joined those people at, at the church and, and been out there with him. Am I right, Brother Kenwood? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of my dreams to be out there with those brothers, man. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there's some, uh, not all Israelites are the same. Um, unfortunately, we we oh, also no. disagree, like Christianity. Go ahead. Let me say something. I want to be out there with them. I would be out there with them. It depends on how they, how they did it. If they was well-mannered and soft-spoken, I would have been out there with them in the story. I would have been out there with them. If they would have been out there hollering about you, these churches is, is full of the devil and they trying to lie to you, white <laughs> man, the devil, you know, then no, I ain't with them. But if they just really talking, because I'm going to tell you something, them saints in them churches, they got something for you while you're playing. Number one, they got the Holy Spirit, some of them. And so does the Israelites, some of them. Those A lot of those saints, they may not know we Israel. But they can be led of that Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. And they will put something on those young people's mind. So be careful. You're talking Israelites to Israelites. Be careful. I want to take a little short break. I want to take a little short break. And I will be back. I want to play something. I do this every once in a while. I want to start playing a little bit of Dr. Uh, Stiff. Dr. Stiff. Jackie Stiff. Isn't that a weird name, Brother Kim? Yeah. Well, she is uh, a what you call an online doctor. She's a real doctor, but she does a lot of uh, programs online, especially for African-Americans. And uh, I like her because she really loves African Americans. She talk about all kinds of stuff we're going through in our bodies. And, 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 and Dr. Stiff, she just, she keep it real. She's always short, normally no more than a minute and a half. And she talks um, about some things really that our people need. So I'm going to go to her, take a little short break. All this ain't going to be no more than about three or four, about three or four minutes, folks. But i got to take a little break. Whenever I do shows by myself, the one drawback is I have um, uh, not a sore throat, but a dry, dry mouth. So uh, uh, you have to uh, <laughs> you have to take some uh, uh, liquids. So brother, take Kenwin, a couple minutes. Right on. Yeah, uh, brother Kenwin. Again, thank you for for riding with me tonight, folks. You tuned to the Five Swords on Network. I'm Brother Seth. And we are just simply um, sharing tonight about a germ that we all, if you're born and raised in America, educated America, I don't care if you're Ph.D., if if that's you, you're practicing white supremacy. And I mean you're practicing the kind of white supremacy that is causing destruction in relationships. Believe me. You say, oh, you don't know me. That's, that's pretty harsh for you to say that, brother. You don't know me. 
sister, brother, please, I do know you. And tonight, we're talking to the so-called good people. We're giving the, the whites power, white power. You niggas go back to Africa. We're giving all the people a break tonight. I'm talking about white supremacy and God-fearing people. I'm talking about white supremacy and people with degrees. I'm talking about white supremacy and folks that lead our nation. If it's in us, how do you expect it not to be in uneducated young white males? We demonize them when they shoot up the place. But this, this, this cancer, it's in old black folks. It's in old black men. Old black women, I come back, I'm going to talk about some things that we're saying and doing, and I am going to be all on your toes. You say I don't know you? Well, let's see. We'll be right back. Let's just see. Brother Kenwin, you okay with a break? Yeah, let's get it on, man. All right, we'll be right back, folks. to know can drinking coffee affect kidney function. Many health professionals recommend that if you have uh, the tendency to form kidney stones or have existing kidney stones that throughout the day you should drink plenty of water. They also suggest that you limit the amount of caffeinated drinks or caffeinated coffee that you take in because coffee can have an impact on a particular hormone that allows uh, that causes you to lose too much water from your kidneys. So it, it's best to limit your, your caffeine intake or talk to your own doctor about that. Caffeine, which uh, in caffeinated drinks or coffee, can also raise your blood pressure and also raise your heart rate. So again, if you have any clinical conditions, medical conditions, it would be good to talk to your health professional as to whether you should limit your, your caffeine uh, drinking. Of interest, there are loads of studies out there comparing coffee drinkers to non-coffee drinkers and actually there's some data that shows that that uh, coffee drinkers have a lower chance of developing type 2 diabetes versus non-coffee drinkers. It's not really clear as to whether there's something in caffeinated coffee that protects individuals from different diseases or there's just something different about individuals who drink coffee versus not. So loads of information out there on the, the drinking of caffeine versus not drinking caffeine but in terms of kidney functions I think kidney stones are the, the, the biggest area where, where many professionals suggest you limit your caffeine drinking. So overall, I would suggest talk to your healthcare professional about whether you should uh, restrict the caffeine in your um, daily diet. Folks, and we're back. We are back. We are back. I didn't realize that cut off. It, it said four minutes. I looked up and she was done talking. So please forgive me for that. Brother Kim, when you're back, I know I've said no, a lot about Mike. Uh, yeah, welcome back, brother. Listen, I want to get your take on, I've talked a lot, and you are co-hosting me out of respect for you. I want you to just kind of talk a little bit about some of the things you've heard. and it's, what, are, what are you gleaning from what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Does it sound, I mean, just be real. Be honest with me, brother. I need you to be candid with me. Just, just share well, about two or three minutes of just, what you 
picked up from what I've shared tonight because I know it's different. Yeah, uh, well, you're you're, you're surgically uh, exposing uh, the white supremacy um, that we all have in us. Uh, Some of the immigrants that's coming to our country, they're trying to learn, uh, they're adopting white supremacy in their train of thought, too. Um, Ecology is is in the mental. It's... uh, it's a part of our American culture, you know. Uh, you you spoke about it in the movies, uh, in our music, uh, in our day to day lives, man. On the job, how we even process, you know, uh, things is is all rooted in white supremacy. Um, and and hey, I, I'm uh, how you put it. I can kind of see myself, you know. Uh, having a little traces of that thing too, you know, and uh um I don't I don't wanna have white supremacy <laughs> at all in me. But yet I, I can see what you you're going with that. Um yeah, man, so you set the antidote and breaking it is the Holy Spirit. Well uh if if we was to put blame like the Israelites uh they put the blame of having that white supremacy in our mind psychology uh, that's been put on us. They, they they believe that it comes from, or one of the main tools that was used to put on us is through Christianity. And the ones who, uh, the powers that be, um, they like to think they, they thought this through. It was a plan from Jump Street because we do go to these uh, powers educational system and they teach philosophy. They teach psychology there. Uh, And they know what they're doing. So when they they mapped out this country and formed this country, uh, they knew what they was doing when they did it. And, and, and portraying Christ as a white man, they knew the psychology behind it. And they drilled it in a people for 400 years. Uh, and it echoes through their generations, even to this day, basically is what you're saying, Seth, that we can't seem to shake it. It's instilled in us. And uh, only the Holy Spirit can have you look at it in the mirror and recognize it when you're walking and talking, you know, and uh, try to, you know, work on getting rid of it. Um, and I, I, I can agree with that, man, because uh, Holy Spirit is wisdom. And wisdom would elevate anybody, you know. So I, I definitely can dig it on that aspect, brother. Um, yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah, white supremacy, uh, it got a lot of answers. Uh, it got, it, it uh it got a lot of explaining to do come judgment day when Christ comes back, <laughs> you know, cause they have literally, um, brainwashed millions of people. Now, n- now, 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 brother Kenwin, okay. I listen to you very careful. Uh-huh. I listen to you very careful. I'm not trying to set you up or nothing like that. Please know that. Now I want to follow your comments. All right. Remember, I told you before the show, brothers and sisters, I had a 
uh, last week before the show, I let him know that on the show, if I hear something or see something, I'm going to point it out. Because, again, if he sees, listen to me very carefully, he's going to hear some white supremacy in something I say. Now, somebody may say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? How are you going to have something in you? Are you trying to set me free? Listen, I told you all early in the show that as we're being free, the only antidote is, like I said, the Holy Spirit. That's the best way. There is a slower process where you can study the greatness of other people more than what there's you, you out you out data the whites the, the whites in power. In other words, they they telling you stuff subconscious that they are doing. They, they they brainwashing you. They slowly indoctrinating your kids of what they're doing. Well, you can combat that now. You can teach your kids what Africa did. You can go get a. Like, for instance, y'all bear with me, hear a little noise in the background, okay, because um, I'm trying. But you may hear, um, you you may, uh, you can combat it with, like, for instance, if you hear, if you go to, uh, a friend of mine was talking about how she was embarrassed in college because when they talk about Africa, they got to sit there and listen. They can't run out of the classroom. And it's embarrassing. I told her, what you need to do is fire back. Tell them the great part of Africa. Say, you know, and then when they say, well, you know, we're not talking about that. You know, just say, hey, you got to fire back. So you can do it in your homes. You can you can take your children, and for every lie, every little commercial, they see a white, make sure you have that same amount of commercial. It's a lot of work, brothers and sisters. This ain't easy. I've tried to do it for years, and it's not easy. So what you can do is is have your kids like like I do. Uh, Keely is one of them. Child, childhood, uh, uh, my little grandson, I have a Keely on. That's shot in, uh, they, they have African kids, and some of the kids are dressed nice. They even let the kids dress horrible. Instead, they put them in the video. I, I hated that when I first saw it. But after I studied what they was doing, they're trying to reach all kids black. So when you see a Keeley, you're going to see some kids that kid, the clothes tore, A-K-I-L-I, one of the biggest, largest uh, kids network in Africa, a Keeley. So when you see a Keeley, she's a little black girl. she got all these friends. And they're always dancing. Some people say, oh, that's negative. Yeah, but the dancing keep your grandkids or granddaughter totally entranced. They ain't going to take their eyes off the key. They know what they're doing. The African's smart. So I combated uh, whites to talk about building and all that. I like to look at shows where you see. I like to post things on Facebook. I like to share with my friends great edifices in Africa. Everybody always talking about the pyramids. It reminds me of talking about Dr. King. Like, that's all we got at the pyramids. That's all we got at Dr. King. It's silly. It's stupid. There's millions, millions of, uh, nobody does see, nobody does martyr like the Africans. Nobody build. People been doing that for millions of years. They ain't trying to be like the white people. Some of what they're building is not like, trying to be like Europeans. 
You got to know that. Think about it. They've been building before there was a Europe. So when you go over to Africa, they're not new at this. They're true at this. Brother Kenwin, quickly. Yes, sir. Uh, Well, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. Um, I myself, I, I know a little something about Akili. <laughs> and I just kind of searched the Cartoon really? Network. Really? Yeah, I know a little something about it because I wanted to do that to my children, uh, have them see uh, all in Africa, learn more about Africa. Um, yeah, my mom kind of instilled a little bit of that in me uh, when I was a child. Um, they had us watching uh, movies like Shaka Zulu and Roots and things of that nature, you know. Uh, and I and I wanted to pass on something like that to my children, man. Getting them to see a little bit of Africa, getting them uh, understanding, you know, about slavery and what, what took place and those things like that. I, so I think roots, it helps combat that white supremacy. Go ahead. Roots is good, but roots is for the white supremacy too. You know, it's talking about us serving them, and that's true. So it ain't it ain't all white supremacy. Now roots is good. Roots is a start. But we're going to take roots and we're going to go backwards, the glories of the motherland. And you'll be talking about history for the next 40 years because them people rule. I mean, they rule. I am blown away by what about Nile Valley civilization. You ever heard that term, Nile Valley civilization? Uh, Yeah, 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 I heard that a little bit of that. What, mm-hmm. what do you know about that? What do you know about Nile Valley civilization? Uh, along the Nile Valley, uh, that river there, there's all types of civilizations all the way down it, uh, with Ethiopia all the way up to Egypt, uh, East Africa mainly, uh, and all the things they uh, have accomplished with trade, uh, things like that. And some prominent figures came out of uh, those uh, civilizations as well, mm-hmm. like uh, Sheba, uh, Queen Sheba. Uh, she was one of those uh, uh, figures that pop up, uh, King Solomon and all of that type of stuff there. Absolutely, and that's where we get the concept of downtown. Okay. That's where we get the concept of downtown, a place, a center, a business where everybody come, that whole concept of going to downtown because when you would go to the valley, this 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 river, they put those nice edifices along the, the Nile Valley, all the way down that Nile. You would get in your boat, and lots of them had service, and they would take you to get here to get cloth. You go on down and get other types of just anything you want to buy. So that was your marketplace, all the way up and down. And, I mean, they got some stuff we can't duplicate what some people got in that now Valley civilization. Google, those of you listening, if it's okay to Google, because this is going to be Africa that's going to pop up, so it's okay. This is, not, this is not white supremacy. They may try to narrate what it is, but you'll see the pictures for yourself, and it's pure 100% Africans. And just see what some of the glories of now Valley Civilization. Brother Kenwin, I want to lean on you just for a little bit. I want you to talk All right. about what you have 
thought before you met Brother Seth white supremacy was and uh, talk about your mom what she think white supremacy is and if you talk to the average young people what do they think what do you think white supremacy is when people first hear it and I want to ask you this question this is the double question I'm giving you because I want to be I want to share the mic a little bit what Well, go ahead and answer that first, and then I'm, I got I got a part two to that. Primacy. Uh, it is basically, um, to me, uh, how I define it, as white man power, you know? Um, it's like it'll have you look in the mirror or go outside and stretch and look up in the sky and, like, thank God I live in America, you know? This is a place of opportunity. Uh, this is the greatest nation in the world. Man, you know what? I hate slavery, but, you know, white supremacy kind of have me where I'm glad slavery happened, you know? I yeah. sure hate how they did all these black folks, but I'm just uh, happy that it all went down, you know? White supremacy would totally brainwash <laughs> brainwash you and just uh, literally make you want to just hug this white man for this great nation he built. Wow. wow. Yeah, we built it too. And, and it, it'll make you be like, uh, well, yeah, black people built it right alongside the white man, like we working together. <laughs> white supremacy is a, just a poison, man. <laughs> it's a it's a fork tongue poisonous venomous snake, and I I really can't stand it. You know, um, they have uh, oh, let me not go there, man. But yeah, white supremacy. No, there, that's there, how I define it, man. Go, go there, go there, please. Yeah, <laughs> these people have fed children to alligators to keep their pop keep our population down. They have literally cut off people's feet. They have, man, uh, set folks on fire. And when photography came out, they start taking pictures with body parts, man. Um, we are cattle. We were never meant to live in this country the way we are now. That was not part of their plan. Um, to the grace of the Most High that he allowed us to allow them to fall back just enough to where we can participate right alongside them. But as we even in 2022 right now, we can easily see there is a thin line. They ain't there. They still got their guns. They still got their uh, culture and their ideals and, and where they want to go with the country still <laughs> to this day. Uh, they don't want to give us reparations. Uh, there's a whole nother side to them, you know what I mean? But being alongside them, I got to say, I have met some real cool ones. I mean, it's like uh, it's like you being conquered by the enemy, and then once you're in their civilization, you know, you see how wicked they are. But once you, like, literally live in their neighborhood, live and see them all the time, you start noticing they're not all that bad. You know, like you're getting to know them from a whole other perspective. 
other than our ancestors, you know, our ancestors couldn't stand them. Our ancestors wanted their children to grow up to fight against them. But yet, look how it turned out. I mean, we're just embracing them and, uh, you know, uh, just just uh, bring, only Christ can defeat this, man. Because <laughs> uh, we, 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 they have literally gotten our minds and hearts and, uh, no, that's why Africans today, um, when they talk about folks in Europe, black folks in America and across the world, they say we think like them. Uh, we're, we're living in their backyard so long and, and living with them that we kind of got to see another side of them, and we kind of like, wow, they're not all that bad. They got a goal, and they're running to sticking to it. And I can respect that, you know. And that led into this kind of, just love like a like a rat that loves a rattlesnake. Once the rat get to learn the snake, and he's not all that bad, you know. He is my enemy, but uh, you know, he, he, when you get to know him, <laughs> that type of thing, you know. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, um, I, you know, I'm just kind of all congested uh, with white supremacy, man, because there are some of them that I truly expect, respect. And uh, they are really good people, man. And they they don't they hate how it all started and how it all went down. They truly do, you know. And I wouldn't even knew that side of them if I didn't live uh, where they lived, you know. How would I knew that there was somebody that felt the same way like me about white supremacy? I wouldn't have well, known let me, it. Let me say this to you: <laughs> If I was a white yeah. person, a so-called. Uh-huh. Person, that we classify today as white, and I heard what you just said, I will probably be offended. Here's why. You'll be offended? Okay. Probably. Yeah, probably, because you did say a lot of them was good, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Here's why I will be offended. (laughs) Okay. Because when you say they, you're talking about my aunts, my uncles, and, you know, I, I got to know the Turners, and some of them are all right. Well, you still talking about my ones that ain't all right. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this. And y'all bear with me. I'm sorry for the noise. I didn't realize I'm, I'm trying to do three things here one time. But, but listen, brother, check this out. Brother Kenwin. They did not do – they didn't do anything. The people you know, okay. they're like you. You know, unless you flew into the White House or the Kremlin or some place with people with armed guards, they helicoptered you in. You have to sign to uh, sign a uh, vow of secrecy unless you did something like that you didn't talk to the day you never met met the day the day no I'm very 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 serious and I don't want to talk like I'm letting white folks off the hook. 
I ain't on no Uncle Tom and y'all don't do that to me. I'm just saying there are powerful people that don't even know what you know about we being Israelites. Then there are powerful, powerful people that pull the strings. There's ranks. The evils we talk about most of the time on these blogs, we never met those people. We've never seen those people. They don't want to be seen. We're talking about pure evil. There's white people that won't let certain white people in their house. They won't even have a dinner with them. There's some white people that will have thousands of white people killed almost instantly if they thought in any way they was going to hinder their wealth. There is white people full of Satan. They don't care about humanity. This trickles down to the next white people, the next white people. Then eventually it's going to wind up being your supervisor. These are wannabes. They got a little more than you. They go out, they go to Vegas or somewhere. The people ain't got no power. Believe me, they don't have no power. Pawns in the game. I'm not making this up. Talk to them. They're clueless. They're saying if any of that guy, Seth, that you know, if any of what he's saying is true, I hate white people. I hate white people if that's true. I hope he's lying. He sounds like a liar. He sounds like he hates white people. But if that Seth guy is telling the truth, and we really did all these things, I hate white people. There's white people like that. Point is, that's what the powers want. Us lumping each other. There's some guys going to the church, some white guys shoot up all them black people because they think we're all the same. If they sit there and talk to those black people, those white black people might say, well, I don't think it's fair that white people will be annihilated. But, baby, that's what God's will is. They don't know how them people think. They saying they, they all want freebies. They full of the day, too. So they on their side of the town saying day, lumping us all together, talking about we lazy and all that. You sitting up going to work every day, trucking, trying to raise kids, and they over there hollering day. They all them. They don't want to work. They just want the government hands out. They like Obama. They this. They that. They Democratic. They this. They that. And you over here, and I'm over here, and other people over here, we're saying they this. We're talking about all white people. Why we this? Why we that? Why we this? They say, you know what? They, they, girl, I go to all types. Now, this is me talking now. Our brother Seth go to all types of functions where black people at. And you'll hear them talking about this day. They're wrong. You're wrong, Brother Kenwin. It's not a day. Not We ain't talking about the real day. Some people have nothing to do with what happened to slaves. They just benefit because they're white. They don't do no alligator babies. They will, they will kill. They will blow a white. There's some white. I guarantee you most white people on your street right now, 
If they knew that some white males was getting ready to get some black kids together, and people alligators, they will blow their brains out. Or they'll call the authorities and hope they do it. It was white people in Tulsa crying when the black people came back and they had nothing. Standing in the doorway. They were just scared of those other white people. It's a true story. I saw the video. I saw the documentary. It was done by black people. They showed the white people crying. These people coming back, they don't have nothing. It's not fair. Well, you know, I know how it feels. You just you just mad at everybody. But it wasn't everybody taking their stuff. It wasn't everybody doing it. It wasn't all the whites. Brother said, you sure love them white people. I just love truth. I ain't scared of white folks. If they all did it, I, I did. I said this the other day, not that it's been a while, when we had our meeting, brother, uh, you don't know Pastor Chris. You did, you heard, actually, you met Pastor Chris. I said yeah. something very uh-huh. controversial. Chris used to meet with other brothers. And uh, I quit going to the Bible study, Pastor Chris. Hopefully he won't hear this, but if he hear it, fine, I don't care. But he knows I stopped going. But every time I'll go there, they start talking about white people so bad, they sound like they was almost hating. But when I would say, we sound like hating. They would say, no, that's not what it is, bro. That's not what it is. And I don't think it probably really what it is, but this is what I said to them one time. I want you to listen to me, Brother Kenwin. It's going to sound very controversial. You ain't going to believe your brother said this. I said, if I really believe that white people was devils, I would start killing them. And we should start killing them. Don't even say what you're going to do. Just go do it and just say the mission accomplished. Every Friday come in and talk about how the mission was accomplished. Don't say because if they if you go to the time they find one, they're going to find just be guerrilla warfare. The oldest man there said, I don't like, he, was, he looked scary, he was there with his wife, but he was the main one spitting out certain things. I said, well, y'all got to watch what you're saying. Are they the devils or not? You look like some wimps in here. These people are really the real live devil who we've been looking for all our life. They're killing, they're doing all this stuff to us. You know they're going to do it tomorrow. Why wouldn't you just kill them? Just be going down the road, just shoot on the head and keep going. Who gonna know? They mean like I was crazy. I say, guess what? I say I'm serious as a heart attack. That's if I thought they was the devil. I'm not saying I'm not saying do that. I don't think they no devil. But I say if they the devil, y'all sound very weak in here. And they just look. Brother if Brother Crick Patrick Chris come online, he know I'm right. I don't play with this. They ain't no devils. This this just don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And they doing the same thing on the other side. They over there saying we devils. We just bringing this country down. And now we're going to be annihilated by those niggers. Then when that boy went to the grocery store or wherever these white boys are shooting up, it's some white saying damn, damn good that happened. Should have happened. And they pussies if they don't say it. You better hell daily and 
sure better be clapping your hands. If you're a soft white person, you're going to sit up and let these black folk come into this country and annihilate your people. You're not doing nothing. You better be glad he's shooting up these niggas. That's an intelligent, informative, that's how Israelite would think. That's how David would think. That's how soft, That's how any liberated true people would think. Don't let nobody just come in and kill you or do something and you just not say nothing. That's why I said that to the Bible study. If they're doing all this stuff to y'all, how y'all looking at saying this? I wasn't trying to get them to go kill no white people. What I'm trying to say is these white supremacists that are going out here shooting, in their mind, and in probably millions of people's mind, if they be honest, he is a hero. He really is. We are a threat. If you just go by the American way of thinking, if white people really is all of that precious, done all this for this country, did all, and they are precious. Let's get that straight. They are God's people. They are precious. I ain't playing with this. I ain't trying to be politically correct. I think white people are priceless. They're just like us. I think the soul of them are, and I even think their white skin is, but their white skin, this is where I disagree with them, is a recessive trait. It's like light skin, black people, same thing. It's recessive. If you mix with anybody, you're going to get darker. I'm not just saying this to white people. This is to black, to white, to black people that are light skin. So I can't be hating on white people without hating on my own light-skinned mother. If God made them white and he wanted them to stay white, they all some pussies for not killing us. They going to let us annihilate them and they ain't going to do nothing? And any of them that go marry, they really is a nigger lover. So the white racist is right. If they God wanted to, Seth. <laughs> huh? I'll say they wanted to. <laughs> they wanted to what? Annihilate us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say it again. I want to make sure I'm not saying something to you. What, what, say it again. They wanted to what? Annihilate, uh, get rid of us. You, you was making it seem like they didn't think of that, you know? <laughs> well, I'm not talking about those in power. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the average, everyday Joe Blow White. And this is the time I am talking about the everyday Joe Blow White. They are weak as water. They some cowards. If they really believe God wants them white, I don't think they believe that, by the way, so I'm not calling them cowards. But I'm just trying to show you how, how crazy we be thinking. If they really wanted, if they really thought God wanted them white, they should be doing something about something that's threatening them. That's why I say quit acting like these people that are shooting people in the malls with these ARs. It's crazy. They're not crazy. It makes all the sense in the world to me. They're being annihilated. Or coming close to being a minority, because minority means like 40 years, 20 years, they're going to be a minority. But like they say in 100, it could be, it could be, they could be annihilated. Okay, if you really, really love white skin and you really want people to look white forever and you feel like God ordained that to be so, 
you're not going to like what's threatening that. But if you like a lot of white brothers and sisters who's not that ignorant, who's got a little bit of sense, and you know that that's not the person. It's the soul. So we're not trying to annihilate them. Nobody's killing them. It's just the white skin. So if you can distinguish yourself from the skin, which we all should, there's no problem. We all happy to live, live ever, ever after. There's always going to be white skin. There's always going to be blonde hair. But it just won't be a people. That's what's threatening. Whites as a people. Millions of them. It may go back to it all being black and there'd be white hair, white here, white over there. Pure white, just like it looks now. Red, red hair over here. Red hair over there. Blonde hair eyes here, green eyes there. Those are recessive traits. They'll always be floating around. But the people will be vastly dark as they once was. We're just returning back to the way the planet was. It don't mean those people ain't around no more. Those people are around. They're just dark now. So nobody's taking, killing nobody. Nobody's going to a place like they did us and just killing black people where they literally can't breathe no more and gone. These white people are going to still have babies. They're going to have They just ain't going to be black. I mean, they ain't going to be white. So, Brother Kenwin, I didn't mean to throw you on the bus, bus, but I was just saying, it's not they. There's only powerful okay. white people that are doing this, controlling us as masses. There are white people, I think, that live beside you that might kind of laugh under their breath and try to big like... Yeah, we some. I think they be trying to ride on it a little bit, and there's some there's some judgment that's gonna come for that. I do think some white people trying to be like, yeah, we superior. Yeah, we we colonize. They trying to take blood, but but they were they they four parents was cotton pickers too. They didn't have no power. A lot of whites were poor. A lot of whites around you were poor like we were. They only one or two bedroom better off than us right now. They poor man. They ain't no day. That's not the day. The day is 1% of white people. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. I hear you, man. I mean, right. I, keep, I tell myself that, and Brother Kenwin ain't going to lie. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest with you? Go ahead. I used, I used to not like what I'm saying. When somebody told me this, I didn't like it. You know why? Why, why, Sal? <laughs> Talk to me, Sal. Sal, where you go? Put, oh, I actually okay, there back. you go. I got this new headset, and now I can mash the mic, and I know it. But I can also mash when I'm coughing or something, too. But uh, the Bible says, I will provoke you, Israel. Jealousy. And I right think on. what we feel is jealousy. And that's why we want to hate them. That's why we want to hate them. And we, it's not really a hate. I shouldn't say we want to hate them. I just think it's what it is. It's just jealousy. It's not hatred. We need to quit saying we hate white and black people. I don't think black people hate white people. I just don't. How can we hate something that formed us? When I say formed yeah. us, I mean the white power structure, literally okay. birth, the way we think. They didn't put it in us to hate them. So even the most militant of a militant... 
I have a problem believing people, white, black people hate. I know some people do. There's always exceptions to the rule, but I watch real careful. I think we're just tired, we're angry, we hate what they do. We really, really, really hate, hate. There's some we hate. So when you get that feeling, that emotion, it's there. It's real. It's pure. It's hate. But it ain't them. It's what they do. Talk to me. Well, 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 Seth, if you're right, if you're right, Seth, then there's millions of white people out there that feels like you say, and they're going to vote and change this thing. They want to make sure blacks get reparations and all of that, right? Is they out there? Yeah. I mean, they poor, they, you know, they don't, they're nothing yeah. like all these other folks, and they going to literally, Brother like, King. they just want to, like, make it right. Huh? Go ahead. Do they want to make it right? Do they want to make it right, Bill? Let me tell you something. Those of you that's called the phone line, those of you that listen to the show, you clicked on the link. If you want to keep listening, you got to call the phone line. We're about to wrap up. And uh, once we wrap up, you won't be able to hear the show anymore. So you'd have to wait till the show go off before you hear the rest. So call the phone number, 914-205-5590. Brother Kenwin, listen to me very careful, brother. I'm listening. I promise you with every fiber of my being, there's millions of them, just like you said, and they have made change. See, sometimes we get so mad, we just refuse to look at answers when it's right in front of us. There are white I'm going to go, I'm going to venture out to say this. Folks, please hear me. Out of white people, if you say, brother, how many of them are radical to go and shoot up a whole mall? Right now, I'd say 1% of them. That's all, that's all, because they're scared to go to jail. All right, how many of them would go in and shoot up a whole mall if they didn't think they have to go to jail? I'm going to have to raise that amount. I think it's more like, can shoot us and not go to jail 20%. That's a big jump I just made. That's one out of every five white people. I, that's, I know what I'm saying. I say 20%. Okay, what about the other 80%? I'm going to break them down. I think a lot of white people don't want to harm black people. Okay, let's take the 80% and say, how many of the 80% love us, but as long as we're serving them? That's most black people. Put that on white people. Of course they're going to like if you can serve them. Everybody wants a servant. Everybody, black and white. We always, we just don't have them as black folks. So let's be realistic about these twenty, these eighty percent white people that's left. I think all hundred percent of them are white supremacy, white supremacists. But I also believe about black people. A hundred percent of us practice. I'm sorry, I can prove it. Okay, so of the eighty percent, bro, said how much is good, how much is bad. I think most of them are good. They just lied to. Well, the 80% that's been lied to, how much have been lied to to where they give you, make you to be a problem to you? All of them. 
All of the 80%? Yes. Depends on what area they've been lied to. These are the cops, the 80%, that don't want to hurt black. Now, that 20%, I just told you, listen, Brother Kenwin, right? I'm listening. The 20% of the cops, that's what they, that was in them. These 80%, this is the best of the black white people. Okay. I think of the, of the <laughs> cops, remember, it don't take but a few cops to shoot you to make the news now. If cop, People act like cops are shooting us like every day. Listen, I read this. There's over a million arrests every day in America. A million. I said a million. I said a million. There's 40 million black folk. A million of them is arrested every day. I read the statistic. I'm not sure it is. It could be something, not arrested, stopped, my, my bad, stopped by the cops. If cops were shooting us like some black people say, that'd be a million of us dying every day. They're, they're letting people go. Sir, go on. It's going to give you a warning. Sir, go on. I'm going to give you a warning. I pull you over. I'm going to go ahead and give you a ticket. I'm clear. I'm going to go ahead and give you a ticket. What do you say, buddy? All right. Don't, don't bad lip me and they'll give you a ticket. Okay, I'm going to go give you a warning. That's all that's going on in America. Cops ain't just shooting us, shooting us, shooting us, shooting us, shooting us, shooting us, shooting us. I mean, you got to be careful, man. These people are so traumatized by the one shooting, which should be traumatized because that's one life. Go tell that to that person's mama. That's a big deal. I'm not belittling it. It's a big deal. And there was a devil that did it, a person possessed. True. Let's throw the book at him. Let's march. Let's get him. Let's let's get something done. True. But stop acting like it's all cops. Now, do a lot of cops have racist tendencies? Absolutely. Do they want to kill a nigger? I just told you, 20% of white people, you know, uh, actually they was in the 1%. Yeah. Some of them, but not all cops. I think I don't cops, believe that, man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mean it. I don't believe all cops want to kill, man. Um, they just really want to stop cops? the bad guys, you know. Okay, what percentage of cops you think would want to just take a black person's life? And I don't. We don't got off of white supremacy, but it's still related. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I got a lot of respect for our police force, man. Actually, and. Uh, okay. They 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 really want to take okay. What's up? What's up? Talk to me. What? As a, Say it as again. The, as the cops in Cincinnati say, when they went to put on their belt, they actually some cops was actually recorded saying this. Let me get my gun. Get out here and go kill me some niggers. He was tying up his boots. Everybody heard it. Somebody actually heard it, and it played all over the. Radio in, in in certain parts of Cincinnati it was on a, it was on a, it was like on a city radio and everybody heard it. Let me go get my gun and go kill some niggers. How much? What's the percentage of cops say that and mean it? Quickly, let's move on. Say it and mean it. I, I don't know the percentage, man. I would say one percent, but that one percent. Okay. 
if it's 800 cops, 1% is 8 cops. Yeah, but I wasn't talking about cops or anything like that, man. No, I was trying to say I got a lot of respect for that. You didn't say a okay. nothing. I just have to get off on that. But my point is I'm trying to tell you about a certain mindset. When we start talking about all them, when you say they, you say they, you are saying okay. You understand what I'm saying? When you say they, when you say they, you have to be careful. You're throwing them I know. I, it's a habit, man. It's a habit. I'm sorry. I know. Listen. <laughs> listen. The reason why I'm saying is you are on a blog that's going to be listened to 10 years from now. I know because I just looked at the show the other day. It's 10 years old. Folk uh, don't know you. They don't know what you know. They're going to respect you and believe you. And we keep saying it. I even say it sometimes. I have to catch myself saying they, they, they. We need to say those in power. That's why I say those in power, those in power, those in power. So my white friends that make $18 an hour, $14 an hour or something, they'll know I ain't talking about you. But even if you made $100,000 a year, I ain't talking about you. Because you're still a nigga, really. You're not... And the, you're not, you know, you ain't nobody. Sorry, I make two hundred thousand dollars a year, buddy. What are you talking about, buddy? Well, look, you just you just shine among us. I make four hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, you just you okay? I got me a ranch and a hundred acres. Okay, then you're doing really good for yourself. But in terms of these powerful people, you nothing. They are not the they. Those people with that kind of money. They might lean. They may be Republican. They may not like blacks and all the. You know, they may, may they may talk with some snuff in their mouth, and they may even be racist as far as talking about you nigger. You know, uh, they still don't have no power though. When they get through talking, they go lay down and have no power. Listen to this real quick, brother Kenwood. Just check this out. It's kind of funny. You got four hundred thousand dollars in the bank. You got four hundred acres. You got 300 cattle. You one of them people I passed out on the freeway saying, dang, I want to live over there. Them people don't have no power when it comes to the day you're talking about. The people that formed this country and setting policy for all of us, they make that guy look like, i tell you what, i do one better. There was a billionaire that ran for Washington. H. Ross Perot is a billionaire. Billionaire. They treat him like he was just uh didn't have good grandma. They just they treat him like he was such a joke. He's with us. He might have been racist and not want to hire black people and all that and true, but he didn't set the course we're talking about. Could he have black people killed? Oh, yes. You got a billion dollars. You do all kinds of stuff. But he's still not setting policy for the country. He's not setting the tone. He's not controlling the media. Matter of fact, the media make him look crazy. Unless he bows somebody with his billions of dollars. We're talking about serious power. Now do you understand the scripture? You already understand the scripture, but I'm talking to the listeners. Listeners, do y'all 
shall now understand the scripture that says this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Spiritual rulers in darkness. Talk about those in high places. H. Ross Pro is not a high place. All he got billions of dollars. <laughs> I know you've been discriminating. They don't hire this company. None of this company's high black. Yeah, that's bad. He probably caused a lot of pain for us. Yes, he did. I'm not going to exempt him. He ain't innocent. He going to pay for all the people he discriminated against. Yeah, yeah but if I may, if I may, Jeff, if I may kind of interject. High, he ain't in high places. Go ahead. Yeah, well, well I just want to say that I don't want to paint a picture that I hate, okay? Because, I, like I said, there's a uh, there's a bunch of white folks in my you know in my life um, that I care for. I, you know, I don't want to come from a place that I'm hate hate hate, okay? But you know, there's uh, I'm trying to explain white supremacy. I'm trying to explain. The history behind it, that's all, okay? And about our police force, I I happen to understand a lot, you know, a lot of how they feel a little bit because I'm witnessing it uh, daily, all the time. I'm I'm a truck driver, so I see a lot with the state troopers. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm thankful that they're out there. There's a lot of bad people out there, man. Uh, come to do bad things, and uh, they are the first line defense against that, and they go rush right into harm's way to protect folks. And um, so, I mean, anytime you're a rogue like that, man, you know, running to the gunshots, uh, that's bravery. There's, there's no doubt about that. No matter what color you are, and so I uh, got, you know, I got some respect, man. All right. So, yeah, yeah. but well, I just I wanted to it. kind of get that out there because I don't want to paint a picture with Kenwin Castleberry and he hate white folks or something, and that's not the case. Well, man. I think, I think I'm glad you said those things. I'm sure a lot of listeners heard you loud and clear. And I'm talking. Sometimes you say things, and I'm acting like I'm this person that don't ever say they. I say they too sometimes. But when I do the Holy Spirit, I know it's the Holy Spirit because I don't, I don't, I don't have a mind to to want to let it go sometimes. Sometimes I'll get ma- angry, and I say they. I'm just angry for the moment. As soon as I cool down, I say, I can't believe I said that. My point to you is this. They're doing the same thing. They <laughs> are doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing on both sides. And we got to understand the powers that be is a very few elite people. And I think these people listen and worship Satan like we worship God. Most high y'all. I think there's some people under the influence of Satan so much that they could he could actually speak through their voice, use their vocal cause the spirit could move on them and speak through their body. I know I've seen similar things. My point is this, brothers and sisters, these people are in power and they're ruling this country and uh I I was gonna nail this down but we didn't get a chance to tonight and I pretty much did, kind of. It's basically this. If you're not constantly in touch with Africans or Indians that are calling their own shots, 
keep in mind a lot of them is full of the West. When we say the West, we're talking about American and Europeans, white folks, and it's all up in Africa. I mean, they're doing everything we're doing, on, especially with YouTube and all this stuff. So a lot of these Africans are just mocking Babylon. They follow them suit. So it's hard to break away and not be a white supremacist, period. Even myself sometimes, you know, uh, I, I, when I go to value, evaluate something, analyze something, it's often through the lens of whites, you know. I try to break away. I try to find. That's why I like to travel. That's why I don't want to die here in America. I know my, I know I got all kind of grades here with my relatives, but I don't want to die here in America. I don't. I want to leave this place. If I could talk my wife into it, she's the one that. I'm not that my wife is not spiritual, nothing like that. But people, all everything they love is here. Why you want to leave, brother Seth? But I just, I just want to think thoughts uninfluenced by white supremacy, and it's nearly impossible. If all you ever been taught is the American system, high, from elementary, preschool, elementary, middle school, high school, college, and society, how can you dare think one thought outside? That's why you have to flood yourself with other cultures. You have to. You have to. Everybody on the sound of my voice should be subscribed to some Africans. Nations, you should know the, the the presidents of some of at least eight African countries. You should be able to tell me of some drama was going, some drama going on in at least eight African countries. You should know some fads and different things they do, how they do timber, and you should know where what the strong where, where the raw minerals are, the, the the diamond strongholds, the gold strongholds. Where is the silver? Just you should be able to just name the glory of not just Africa, but some things about India. Instead, all we know is what, and I'm not talking about knowing stuff from just white folks. Even the Learning Channel, even Channel 13, still white people. There's Africans speaking on behalf of Africans. If you don't do that, you're a white man, a white woman. It's okay to be a white man or a white woman, but if you are not God, it's not okay. You need to be whatever God saying. And I, I think I'll get more of what God is saying, Brother Kenwin, wrapping this up, wrapping this up, Brother Kenwin. I think you'll hear more from God by hearing all of his creation. I'm really trying to hear from God. That's why I say the best solution is the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, well, you should have spent a show talking about the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't feel bad that I did because some of y'all can go and Google all kind of folks about how to listen to the Holy Spirit. You go to them and listen. I'm trying to show you how you operate white spirit so you know what to listen to when you get to them to tell you about how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit been talking to y'all, some of y'all all your life. You won't listen to it because you're full of white spirits. I'm telling you that, hey, that voice you're hearing, that's, a, that's the Father. Talk about black and white that you don't want to think about in your head. That's the Father. Holy Spirit already been trying to deal with us on this stuff I'm talking about. We can't hear, though, because we're hearing the Holy Spirit through the ears of white people. I'm going to say it again. Brother Kenwin, I want you to really hear me out on this one. I know you're hearing me. I'm just talking, though. You're the only person I got to talk to. What if you know if the Holy Spirit is real, it's going to be saying something about what I'm saying, if what I'm saying is real. 
I believe the Holy Spirit has already been trying to free people from what I think and what I see as a threat to their relationship with the Father. This white supremacy, I think the Holy Spirit has already been dealing with, dealing with it. But it's just that if something comes up in our spirit or in our minds and it's dealing with color, we push it away because we have the mindset of white people, a white supremacy. If white people get something dealing with the racism in them, they push it away because they've been birthed up in this same system. Brother Kenwin, go ahead and uh, All right. say it. And I, wanna, I got one more comment, and I want to wrap up after you make final comments on that. So any thoughts? Okay. All right, man. Well, uh, I just kind of want to, you know, shine my light on white supremacy, how I define it and think of, think of it. But I, I don't teach my children to have hate in their heart uh, for their neighbor. Don't address the hate. Uh, Come baby. baby for time's sake. Don't address you don't hate. We got you. You 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 defended yourself very well. We got that. We heard it. Just for time's sake, don't, don't defend that because we you did that. Not try to stop you from talking. Keep talking, but... I'm just saying, don't address that because we already nailed it down. Billy Kenwood is not promoting hate, y'all. All right. I guess it's a misunderstanding of Hebrew Israelites uh, all around. And wow. so my guard is up on that. So uh, I don't want to add to that. I want to try to fix that. Gotcha. Okay? Because they're not coming from a hate place. They're actually, to my opinion, they're not. And uh, and I want to try to shift that narrative that Hebrews lights are full of hate. Um, so that's the reason why I'm saying that, okay? Uh, but, yeah, man, you're on point. And, uh, hey, I'm still growing, still learning, man. And I appreciate you um, kind of laying this out for us tonight. Well, I'm glad that I was able to, and trust me, we, we kind of got off there a little bit, cause, but we need to talk about the hate, and we need to talk about the Hebrew Israelites, brothers and sisters. I know we got off the topic. Many of you tuned in to hear about this book I'm c- coming up. But I just want to read real quickly the, the table of contents of the book as the way it stands today. I'm sure there's going to be some some editing here or there, but right now this is where it stands. Um, I open up the book with the definition of white supremacy made easy. Again, I opened the book with the definition of white supremacy made easy. And that is, white supremacy is a philosophy. It's not a people. It's not akin to just white people. It's not a white people thing. It's not a white people thing. I said it's not a white people thing. It benefits white people. It's a philosophy that benefits this group of people for a season. In the end, they lose too. But for a season, it benefits them. But it's not a white people thing. It is just as much a thing as a white people thing. It's just a philosophy that's taught in America. Whoever is in America is practicing it. Were you born and raised in America? Yeah, yeah. Well, nigga, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know nothing about that. You're saying nigga, you just flunked the test. Where you get that from? Straight up white supremacy. 
I'm superior to you. I'm, I'm calling you a derogatory name. Don't bring up the whole Niger. They're not talking about no Niger. If they wanted to talk about Niger, they would just call you Niger and left it at that. They may have they may have got the roots from Niger, but they turned something sweet, Niger, into something very ugly. Now you're using the ugly word. So, you, yeah, you white supremacy, all right. Now, if you say Niger, what's happening? Okay, that's different. People from Niger will love that. That <laughs> ain't what you're saying. It's just stupid stuff. You know, so, and I go on to say in the table of content, table of contents, I do a dedication, acknowledgement. The book is going to be forwarded by some people, some of them big names, some of them not. I have an R&B singer on here. I have a, a, a prince from Israel. I have authors. I have a world uh, world evangelist. I even have a judge, if she'll do it. I'm sure some people know what I'm talking about. I have a very I have a very serious question that I ask everybody at the beginning of the book. This book gonna nail it. And this book is this I mean, I'm sorry, this question is gonna nail it. I have a very serious question I ask at the beginning of the book and the question has to do with I'm not gonna give the whole thing away just but it's pretty much saying what would you do if a media outlet blasted your family's name. I asked Brother Kim with this about two shows ago. What would you do, Brother Kim, when I asked him about two shows ago? What would you do if Channel 13, for instance, just blasted the Castleberry name? That's his last name, Castleberry. What if they blasted the Castleberry name? They said a bunch of lies. They talk so bad about y'all to where people, y'all, your, the Castleberry family start to fight each other. The Castleberry family had low self-esteem. The Castleberry family start figuring like, well, I ain't nothing but a thug. That's all they talk about we doing on on TV anyway. They say we just all a bunch of thugs. So then your young people start acting like the thugs that they say on Channel 13 that the Castleberries is. And I say, Mr. Castleberry, I asked Brother Kenwin, who's the one I'm talking to tonight, could your family ever recover? If they constantly said nothing but the bad things, they never told about the true good things in the past, true good things going on right now, and how in the future there's some things that's going to be happening because you got some people that may be going to the pros, or you maybe got people that may be going to be professionals, or you got some, some business people that's up and coming, some young people that's going to be owning some business. So they even got your future hit. I told, I asked Brother Kenwood, could you bounce back from that? And he yeah. pretty much, he said, I think, you know, you said no. See, I'm going faster. I'm not telling you the whole question. But you basically said no. If they never said nothing good, how come my family ever? That's all they know. If they believe the media, I'm talking about, if your family actually believed, if your family actually believed the media. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So I said that to say about black people, so-called black people in America. How can we not be white supremacists if all they ever tell us is how so much superior they are over our people? They just don't even mention Africa at all. Like, it's an insult to bring up that godforsaken place. They just don't even talk about Africa. They don't badmouth. They just don't say nothing. And when right. you do show Africa, is some little kid hungry or something. Yeah, with flies all in his face. Uh-huh. Yeah, knowing that there's thousands of thousands of beaches that'll make you just slab at the mouth, just animals. There's 
nothing like postcards from Africa. Nothing. It's like movie or something. And you never see it on TV. Never see it hardly. Except in a movie or something. <clears throat> How can we ever break away from being owned by white people? What do you mean? I call my own name, and I own my own this, and it's all black this, and it's all black that. I got a first black this. Yeah, you might have it, but look real close at the people and what you got. Y'all are white. The Africans are right. We're white people. They say it all the time. It's true, though. How can we not be? Where did you learn to be black? That's what I want to know. Where did we learn to be black and proud? of our lips, proud of our dark skin. We say everything they say about our dark skin, everything they say about our light skin, everything that they say about our hair, and if our hair is like theirs, we call that good hair, just like they call it good hair. The hair that's not so good, just like I just said, not so good, I only say that because they say it's not so good, and then we turn around and say it's nappy hair. When in reality, nap hair is the healthier hair out of all of them. This thing is deep, y'all. I feel horrible right now, Brother Kenwin. You know why? Why is that, man? I didn't get out of none of this. I feel like I'm trying to open up something, and I just hit. Tonight, I have a, a, a certain amount in my head I wanted to hit, and I think I hit like 60% of it. So forty percent of it I yeah. didn't. But I did I still I still think I hit it. But I'm telling you, Brother Kenwin, it's deeper than you think. It's in our psyche. Even when we see African things that we try to replace the whiteness inside of us with, we question it. I was looking at history uh, history, um uh, that that the documentary that I recommend, this is the best antidote for white supremacy right now there is. It's called, uh, um, what's the name of the documentary I just named the other night on the show? His, hidden Colors, Hidden Colors, Hidden Colors. If you want to combat white supremacy in your mind, turn on Hidden Colors. Go buy it. It's like four volumes, maybe $100. Ain't nothing like it. They talk about our history going all the way back. And it's amazing. It looked way more glorious than European history. Sister Eliana was saying that's not the answer. We should turn back to God. I understand all of that. But if we return back, to, when we return, we, we should return back to God. That's number one. And I hope. But I even that got white supremacy in it also, right? Yeah, when you turn Our back religious to God, right. Exactly. That we go to. exactly. If you. That's what it's people that's gonna come on the show tonight and say, "I oh, I, I return back to God." That's why I'm listening to your show. I only listen to godly shows, and they white supremacy, white supremacy. So you got to return back to God. He still got to cleanse you of ungodliness. Returning back to God don't mean you get rid of white supremacy. You still just return to God of white supremacy. You still got those thoughts in your head. You just got the blood of Christ that allows you to come near to the Father. So I want to go ahead and end tonight with a prayer. Uh, Brother Kingwood, uh, if you don't mind, before I pray, I want final words from everything you've heard tonight. Please, quickly. All right, man. I'm glad to be on. Um, 
hey, I'm still learning and growing, man, and uh, uh, kind of thank you for putting this subject out there. It's one of those subjects that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to digest, man, but uh, it's well needed, and I thank you for that. Uh, thank you, audience, listening on in, and uh, see you uh, next show, man. Yeah, speaking of next show, thank you, Brother King. Speaking of next show, that's going to be tomorrow night, folks. Monday night we have our crew together, and we're going to be talking about current events, current events, current events happening to you and yours, things that are affecting you and yours. We'll be talking about with a crew. Our crew should be uh, in the house. It's the Eliana and Brother John Clark. Back Brother Kingwood will be back, and Brother Purcell Porsche is in Cincinnati. And we may even get old Pastor Chris to join us. He ain't joined us for one show this season since our break. So, anyway, I just want to just open this up with a word of prayer to the Father. He knows what I was trying to do tonight. I've been praying all week about this show. He knows what I was trying to do. So, Kim, if you don't mind, what I like to do with the Israelites, I like to ask them to face the East. You don't have to. It's not, you know, mandatory or nothing, but we know that if we trust the Most High, <laughs> it don't matter where we face him. But Solomon, our forefathers, Brother Kenwin, you know about how he prayed the prayer and asked the Father when he built that temple. Father, when they looked towards his temple, he even said, when they are disobedient, they're carried into captivity. If they're carried into captivity, if they face this temple, hear them. Now, Solomon wasn't our Savior, but he did say that. So I like to out of respect for Solomon and what he was trying to do with that temple. That does the Father literally respect him because it is the temple and blah, blah. I don't, I can't say that. But I trust more in the finished work of Christ and trusting in that. Uh, I think it's going to look be, be better. But I want to ask everybody, if you could face these so we'd be in uniform. You mind, Brother Kenwin? Yeah, go ahead, brother. Now, face these. You know, this is not a Muslim thing. This is what the Israelites did thousands of years before the Muslims even thought about it. They faced the temple. So, as I face these, Father, Yah of Israel, creator of life, maker of this earth. Father, Yah, I thank you, first of all, for allowing us to come to you in Yeshua's name. In Yeshua's name. In Christ's name. Emmanuel's name. And as many know him as Jesus, Father, we come to you in his name. As we're him, in his stead. He said, you've not asked the Father, but ask the Father in my name. And we're asking you right now in his name. These words spoken tonight. Father, I know you showed me what was in my heart that was impure, that was evil, and that was a cancer in my relationship with you, that was a cancer in my relationship with others. It was impeding my progress as a man, as a male, as a believer, as an employee. You showed me this germ that I call white supremacy. And you begin to erase it out of me and, and clean me 
and make me the man I am today. And I thank you for it. You show me the dangers of this disease, this illness. You show me it all throughout my journeys in life, careers, and at home, with family. You've shown me this poison that's in all of us. Father, I ask you by your spirit that you will reveal it to the people listening under the sound of my voice where it is in their life. And the, the degree of the threat it is to their life, and show them your power to eliminate out their life. And Father, I pray, as my forefather Solomon prayed, that you will help us, deliver us from the religion of white supremacy. Deliver us from this illusion, from this maze, from this. These lies that poison humanity. Give us your word, your insight. Help us to see things the way you see it. Make us out of men and women, pillars in the kingdom of Yah. Hallelujah. Praise you Praise you We take authority as a church over the enemy. Father, your word says when we as the thing on this earth, you bind it. The heavens bind it. And whatsoever we loose on this earth, the heavens loose it. So we're not alone. So we along with the heavens bind the enemy under the sound of my voice, those listening under the sound of my voice with the enemy in their homes, in their minds, in their spirits, tormenting them with this white supremacy mindset. We, Father, we ask you to eradicate these lies out of their head. Help them to see the truth. Deliver them. Bring by your Holy Spirit truth to thwart off, to, 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 to erase this white supremacy. Show them the glory of what you did for them and their people. Not the glory, just the flesh. But to erase white supremacy and this idolatry in their hearts and minds. And then give them your standards and how to look at things. These things we ask. We petition the highest, highest court. We petition the highest being on the earth. And we thank you for your love and your mercy and your commitment to make us into the image of Christ. We submit to the process. We submit to the process. Help us to submit to the process in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I didn't, um, well, I'll say this. I thank the Father for what went for today. Sometimes what you want to do may be too much. Because I, I was just saying, because if I had said everything I wanted to say, I may not have anybody on the line. Because, folks, I promise you, I'm not just exaggerating, trying to hype up a show. 
folks, there's a whole lot more from where they come from. I'm going to end the show without a song. I just want to say, Brother Kenwood, thank you very much. Thank you for your time tonight, brother. And uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and play a song. I'm trying to think about those that don't like these long shows. But, you know, sometimes these songs that I pick, because I try to pick songs that really, really, really touch the spirit. After we just prayed that prayer, I'm just in a certain kind of mood. I do want to pray, play a little something. Yeah, let's listen to a good song, man. Yeah, well, this is a, this is a, talking about the inner court and outer court. It's talking about the inner court and the outer court, folks. It's five minutes, so it's a little long, but this is deep. This is our forefathers went through this. This is talking about the inner court and outer court, how she was, this is a song where Nita Bynum is saying, take me into that inner court. Brother Ken, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night, brother. Uh, stay, uh, please, if you can, hold on here to tune, uh, hear this worship, and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, so. All right, man. All right. So long, so long. That was Brother Ken with All the Way in Tyler, Texas. And I'm going to go ahead and get to this song again. This is Take Me In by Juanita Bynum. I love every single one of y'all. I do mean any ethnic group, all ethnic groups. Y'all ain't got enough power to make me hate you. Okay? You just ain't running nothing. Don't have enough power. Even if you did, even if you was that 1%, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, brothers and sisters, principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. And it's said they're not flesh and blood. Take me past the outer